Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the choir. It's time for testimony. The Bible says the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And this morning, we have the opportunity to recount some of the wonderful things that the Lord is doing in our church through the ministry of the prophet. And put your hands together. I think it's a good place to clap. Wow. And today we have a testimony of a great change in one of our members coming all the way from Obosumase. So can we put our hands together and welcome Raphael from Obosumase. Put your hands together for him. The louder you clap, I believe the sooner your testimony. Hallelujah. So Raphael, can you tell us what the Lord has done for you? My name is Rafael and from Obosumase, the constituency. And I am part of the media team. So this is, this is what happened. I was um, a bad boy to my son. I, I was a very bad boy to my father, doing all sorts of evil. I was into smoking, sleeping with prostitutes, jumping off walls, stealing, all kinds of evil. So it got... It, it got to a time when um, a shepherd called um, Albert Edupoku. He came to Obosumase and he came to our house. So Albert is a student of Anakazo Bible Ministry Training Center who was sent to start a bus center in Obosumase and met this gentleman. Like he said, he told me he was doing all sorts of bad things. He was drinking, smoking, all sorts of things. So what were some of the things you were smoking as you were telling me? Like I was smoking marijuana and cocaine. Wow. And, and I was into um, tramor a day. I can take about two sachets of tramor a day. Wow. So for those of you who don't know, tramadol is one of the strongest opioids that we have. It can make you high. Weed can also make you higher. Then cocaine can even make you highest. So this man was powerful. He was into things. So tell us, what happened to you when so, Albert came? So when Albert came, that time I was, I was um, dating, and this, there was this girl that I was dating, and I had a broken heart. And after I had a broken heart, I thought, like, I will not get someone who would be better than her. And so I went into the drugs back again, and this time I was doing it more than at first, you know. Yeah, so at times, after I finish smoking, I will go, I will go to the cemetery, then I will be meditating there. Why were you going to the cemetery? I was, I was going there to sit alone, to feel comfortable. In the cemetery? In the cemetery. In the cemetery? Yeah, and it, wow. it even got to a time, um, I will wake up around 12 a.m., the time, a time that all, all of my, my family are asleep. I will, I will go to the cemetery around 12 a.m., then I will go there naked, and I will go with alcohol trying to kill the, 
the girl. So you were trying to yeah. Performing rituals Real in the cemetery. Rituals, naked. You tried to kill the girl. To kill the girl. So not only were you drinking, yeah. smoking, yeah. you were also into rituals. Rituals. Wow. So when Albert came, what happened? So when Albert came, he was sharing the word of God with me, and I was not accepting what he was saying. So he keep like every day, every Sunday, he'll be coming to my house. Then like I'll not be around. I will bath around five o'clock, then I will run away from the house. So that when he come, he will not come and meet me in the house. Wow, so that's what some of you are doing. But a great change is coming into your life after you hear the word today. So one day he came. As for that day, yeah, I thought like he came very early. And she, he told me that today I want to send you to church so that you, you have an encounter with the prophet. Wow. So I accepted it and I bathed and I went to Accra with him. And when I went to Accra, as Bishop was preaching, I saw, when he was preaching, I, I saw the word piercing into, into my heart. No, 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 say it again. I, I think we didn't get it. You said as prophet was, was preaching, preaching yeah. what happened? Like, whilst he was preaching, I saw the word of God piercing into my heart. Like the word of God was coming, yeah, coming like, like a sword. A sword. Like a sword and, and it piercing, was piercing your heart. heart yeah. This is what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 6. There's, there's, the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. Oh! Put your hands together. This is a powerful testimony. I, I, I haven't heard anything like this. You know, you hear it, you hear it, you, you hear it around, but you never meet somebody with such a testimony. He says the word of the Lord was coming like a sword as the prophet was speaking, and it entered into his heart. The word of God is going to enter somebody's heart this morning in the name of Jesus. So after that, what, what happened? So after that, he called for an altar call, and I went. And after the church, I came home. When I came home, I was lying on my bed and I started thinking about what he was preaching and the word that entered me. So I was crying on my bed. And the next day, on Monday, I found myself at the prayer garden. The 100% answered prayer. prayer garden. You are going to be coming to the 100% answered prayer garden. Oh, come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Do it better. So after that, your life changed? After that, my life has changed totally. And I thank God for my life. I thank God for saving me from the bad things that I was doing. And now I am a good son to my dad, a very close friend to my wow. dad. Wow. So do you still drink? No, I have stopped. Do you smoke? No. Do you still do rituals? No. Give the Lord a powerful clap. This is a powerful testimony of the greatest change, the greatest miracle that can happen in anybody's life. So now what do you do? What do you do in church? Do anything, church. I, I am part of the media team. You are part of the media team. Wow. Some of you are going to join all the various sorters after the great change that is going to happen to you from the ministry of the prophet. So what do you have to say, Raphael, for uh, what God has done for you? I thank God for changing me and I also thank God for the life of the prophet, for establishing an Akazo Bible school here on mountains and also um, releasing shepherds to come to our communities to preach to us. So I thank God May God bless him so much. Amen. Wow. This is a powerful testimony. Today is the turn of Obosumase. But tomorrow it will be a Dukrom. The next week it will be Mampo. The next week it will be Ashriasi. More testimonies are coming into your life. With the presence of the prophet here with us on the mountain. More testimonies. Receive your testimony this morning. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you, Raphael. God bless you for such a powerful, wonderful testimony. 
in the name of Jesus. Alright, we have another powerful testimony. Oh, put your hands together too. More testimonies. It's just because of time. Shall we welcome David? David appear to give us a wonderful testimony of how the Lord changed him and changed his life. Put your hands together for David. Sorry, Daniel. Hallelujah. Um, please, my name is Daniel Apia from the Anakazo Bible School. So, alright, so David, sorry, Daniel is a student of Anakazo Bible Ministry Training Center. Um, and then Raphael is one of our town members, one of our sheep from Obosumase. So many, many testimonies, both for students and also for our township. Come on, put your hands together for God. Alright, so, so I want to testify how God changed my life through the ministry of the prophet. Um, I grew up in an area in Accra called Mamprobi Kamara. So, is anybody from Mamprobi here? That, that's where I grew up. And in the whole area, everybody knew me to be a bad boy. Like, I don't respect anybody. When you come close to me, I can easily insult you or fight with you. So my, even my mom, I, 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 I remember I just pulled some knife and then I told my mom I would took her with the knife. Hey. So yes, I wanted to kill her, but it, it never happened. So in the area, one guy from um, Kolegono Cathedral, Lighthouse, he used to come to the area and then preach the word of God, do small fellowship. At first it was called AOFM, which is Area Outreach and Fellowship Meeting, which now it will be Basenta. Okay. So, I, he invited me, and then I joined the first Saturday. But the next Sunday, he took me to church. And then Bishop Intefu was preaching the Sunday we went to church. So I don't remember the message, but he was preaching from the book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. Okay. So after the message, I, I felt something like I should just give my life to Christ because wow. I felt like I was a sinner. So some of you today, you may not understand the message, but something will happen to you. Because of the word that is coming. So you gave your life to so Christ. So there I gave my life to Christ. Yes. But I didn't know what I was doing. But I just gave, I just went forward to give my life to Christ. And then I came back home. So as time was going on, I used to go to church in the Kolegono Cathedral and all this. So my, You're just following the church. Yeah, I was just following Just the going to church. Just going. Just going. Whenever he comes, I just follow him. Wow. Like, he has done something to me. He has done something to you. So you are just I going. I just following. Some of you will just be going. You will not know why you are going. You will just be following and following. Ah, come on. So, so you, you are telling me that from Kolegono, then yeah, you went so to Weja. A time came when my mom moved from Mamprobi Kamara to Weja. Okay. Which is also another town in Accra. Where there's this land guards and all these things. So when I went to Weja... I was not getting money or to go back to Polygono and in and out and all this. So I backslid. You backslid? Yes. So, in Weja, I found two groups of people which I joined. One group of people were into juju, and then the other group of people were into smoking, chasing girls, like going to club and all these things. So, you had two groups of friends? I have two groups. One I had were it. into drugs, yes. women, and. What? And then clubbing and, clubbing. and all these things. And then another group another was into rituals. Just rituals, the juju part. I see. So I, as I joined the juju part, because a friend also told me that when you get... When you get... Uh, so some of you, you can see him when he was in the well or when he backslid yes. on the screen, and drinking, clubbing. The, the clubbing group 
we used to go to uh, a club in Accra called Clubhouse, Ayata Corner, and then Havana. Wow. So those yeah. are the latest clubs. Those now. are the clubs. Not Gondola, Pussycat. No, no, no. No, no. no. Ayata. Ayata. Or, or in Ghana, we call it Abunsalam, which is hell. Wow. The club yes, is called where, hell. God is pulling some of you out of hell this morning. So, so, so this is the group I used to follow. Yeah. And then we go, we blow the girls all around and all this. So the Juju, the Juju group also, they gave me, um, a friend also initiated me into the group and then he gave me a ring, which when I wear the ring or whenever the ring is, is, is by me in my pocket, there, there are seven dwarfs around me. When the Which, ring is on you, no, hold on. You said when the ring is on you. When the ring is on me. There are seven dwarfs around seven you. Seven dwarfs around me. Wow. Which I can feel them, but no one else can see them except the group that I belong to. They can feel and then they can see. So them what did the ring do for you well. with the seven dwarfs? The ring was to give me power to fight and also power to snatch money from people's pockets. So when I enter into your shop and maybe I want I see your money and I want to take it, I just speak a word and then the money will just appear in my pocket. In your pocket. And then I'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> and Maybe then, you don't understand the depth of the the depth of the juju that is involved. You know, was it is it from an <laughs> is it from one of the regions that I know about? Is that is it from one of no, the regions that I know about? Okay, the guy who gave me that thing was a Muslim. Was a Muslim. Yes, from the north. He was a Muslim. Seven dwarfs. Seven dwarfs. Not five, seven. No, not five. It was seven. Wow. Yes. So the other thing that the ring was also doing for me was to capture girls. So the like ring was for girls, you, something like for girls. The ring was giving you power to fight. Yes. Giving you power to take money from yes. people without knowing yes. and giving you power over girls. Yes. So, so the no, girls don't know what's no, happening to no, you. They are just no matter, you. no matter how take tall. You will not be all that you will not be subject are. to any of these powers. As you hear the word. Yes. So you are telling me somebody came to you there in Russia yes. again? A woman called uh, Madam Ivy, that's how we used to call her, Madam Ivy. So she came to the area where I live, and then she was like gathering people. I said, ah, these people again. Like, Manprobi Kamara. I saw somebody gathering people. So this was another shepherd. This. This, was, this was another shepherd. In Weja? Shepherd. Yes, in Weja. So one day uh, she met with me, and then she invited me to church. I said, no, I'll not go. I'll not go to church. I go to Kolegono. And she said, oh, we are all the same lighthouse people. This Kodesh. I said, no, 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 no. I go to the Kolegono. I'll not go to the Kodesh. Okay. I go to the Kolegono. Meanwhile, I've stopped going. I don't even go. So she kept on coming. And then a friend, which I used to smoke with, came into my house, like, on Sunday morning. She said, no, my guy, you are doing something wrong. Look at me. I used to smoke with you and all these things. Like, I'm going to church, so why don't you follow me okay. and this woman so that we all go together? So that particular Sunday, I was there with him, and then I said, okay, you go, I'll come. So you followed so the woman to church? I followed the woman. Meanwhile, I was going to wash. So when the woman came, I just brought out my things to wash. to wash. And then she came and said, no, 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 you leave it. Let me wash it for you. And then we we'll all go to church. You what go a good and shepherd. Bath. What a good shepherd. I said there no. There are many good shepherds in the first love church. I, I, I told her no. It will be a curse for me that I will allow an elderly person to wash my clothes. Even my mom, I don't allow her to wash my clothes. So it will be a curse for me. So you, she should go. I will get ready. But I don't know what happened to me. 
that particular Sunday. You don't know I, what happened to I you. I don't know what happened to me that I followed the woman to church. You followed the woman to, to the church. Kodesh. So when you got to so Kodesh, that Sunday, Bishop Nee was preaching, and I also don't remember the message as you, well. You don't remember the message again. I know. You didn't remember the message I, in Kolebono. Yes, you didn't remember the message. I don't remember it. So as he was preaching, and then after the message, he made another call. So quickly, I just took my phone from my pocket and I texted the woman who brought me to the church that if someone has given his life to Christ like a years ago and maybe he wants to give his life to Christ again can he go forward and give his life to Christ and she said oh why not you can go forward just wow. go 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 so she encouraged you she encouraged and you gave your life to Christ go what forward. a wonderful I gave, shepherd I gave my life to Christ that particular Sunday and since then by the grace of God God has touched my life I don't wow. swing I don't you I don't drink, drink. Don't I don't smoke. blow girls. I don't smoke. Like and then oh, put you... your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. So some of you, you are you are at Obusumase and you run away to Ashuria. Say one of the shepherds will chase you there, and you run away to a group room. Another one will come and look for you there. Wherever you are on the mountain, we will find you in the name of Jesus. So I just want to thank God for the life of the prophet, that for starting the Kolegono Cathedral and then the Kodesh. Holy Hill Chapel. I thank you, Prophet. God bless you and may you continue. Put your hands together for him. Put your hands together for him. Oh, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. Thank you. God bless you. What a wonderful testimony. And then also, he's in the prestigious Anakazo Bible. He forgot to say that. Prestigious Anakazo Bible Ministry Training Center. Pardon him. I'm sending for him. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, put your hands together for such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful testimony. Are you excited to be in church? Wow, this is my favorite time of the service. I cannot wait to hear from our father, our prophet, your pastor, and my pastor. Amen. Today is going to be a very remarkable day in somebody's life. Being the first service on this mountain to and your, your life is going to be touched it's a Saturday 8am service you will never be the same every Saturday morning as we come over and over again to hear from our prophet I believe that great testimonies like these are going to come out in the name of Jesus Amen and if you are ready as I am ready and you believe that God is going to change you and the scripture says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God I want you to join me as we sing our song of faith which says that nothing is impossible and lift your voice and let's welcome It's impossible. Come on, lift up your hands in this place. God alone and rest upon His word. Oh, everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible. i 
Everybody standing, everybody stand up, everybody stand up, everybody stand up. Everyone who is sitting down, stand up. Everybody should stand up, please. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this very momentous time and this amazing service. We are grateful. We pray that you speak to us, minister your word, your spirit to our lives in a special way. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. Are you happy to be here today? Thank God. Amen. Wow. Please be seated. Right. Now, this is the first of our special Anakazo Encounter services every Saturday. We are here every Saturday by the grace of God. So, the power of God is real to touch your life and to change your life. Amen. How many of you here are in secondary school? Secondary school. Raise your hand. You are, is it Wasi? What do they call it? J-S-H-S, Wasi. Lift your hand. S-H-S or Wasi or whatever. Free S-H-S or Wasi or whatever. Okay. Now, today, I want to share with you and begin to share with you on a very, very, very important subject which may be the most important subject of your lives. Somebody can turn off this noise thing here, right? Amen. And which when you get to heaven you may be happy that you ever heard what I'm sharing about. And that is Many are called. Many are called. Now, I want you to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Many are called. Amen.
2 Timothy chapter 1. All right? And we are going to read verse 8. Paul says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. Okay? Now, verse 9. Verse 9. It says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Amen. Amen. Now, this verse is a key verse that I want you to see and notice. And this is Paul the Apostle is saying what God has done for us. And what has God done for us? It says he has saved us, okay, and called us. You see, which is a very important concept that everybody here must understand. Please, don't be on your phone. Hello? Down there, those guys in the orange uh, shirt. Don't, don't be on your phone. Don't look down. Look up. Okay? Nobody should look at a phone here. God is saying that he has saved us and called us. So salvation doesn't come alone. That is why when they are selling the food, it says yam and pork. Do you see? It's not only yam. It's yam and pork. Do you get it? Or what and what? Bread and egg. Banku and okro. And banku and tilapia. Kenke and fish. Huh? Fufu and light soup. Jollof and chicken. Rice and stew. Plantain and beans. None of them comes alone. So here it says, has saved us and called us. So it's salvation and calling. They are together. You are saved and called. Yes. You are saved and called. In fact, you are saved to a calling. Yes. You are saved to a calling. So, Jesus has done something great for you and one without the other leaves you with questions as to whether you have actually received what was intended. If you are receiving 
bankun and tilapia and you get only the bankun. You'll be wondering that, ah, is this actually what it is or there is something else? I'm, I'm missing something. And you always never be sure whether you've, this was really the food that was intended to be given to you. Yes. Supposing somebody gives you fufu and nothing. Just the fufu. <laughs> At a point you will see that there is something, maybe I don't, maybe as a visitor you may feel that that's how the food is. So you just be eating it like that. Not knowing that that is not how it is. Now, every country that you go and they are trying to teach you something new, you have to always check because of what I'm preaching you today. <laughs> if you get something strange to eat, just check whether this is the whole thing or yes, there's please. something else that you haven't got. Yes, please. Because there are many strange foods. Yes. One day I went to a Chinese restaurant and they, 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 they brought a duck. You know, a duck, doko doko. They have brought a duck. How do you say it in Chi? Double double. <laughs> double double. Yeah, they brought a duck. And then they brought something else. I have not seen it before. You see? Then they, 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 they showed that this and this go together. I, I didn't know that this and this go together. So I remember the first time I saw that this is a duck and this is another thing. And they said, this one and this one is a combination. And when I tasted the combination, I said, wow, this double-double is powerful. (laughs) So, if you taste salvation without your calling, you will see that you have got something different from what was intended. You see, you see, it's very different to be saved without your calling or to be saved with your calling. It's very different. That's why I look at our brother who was uh, from, uh, no, not uh, was the other, Mamprobi, Hamara. You see, his salvation from following girls, following uh, Juju for what? One for dwarfs, snatching money. Fighting, and it's not just to be saved, like, oh, now I don't do it anymore. It's your salvation, and then after that, your calling. What will you do? Yes. Yeah. It's not just salvation. Salvation on its own becomes boring. Have you not seen many churches? You see the people sitting inside. They will sing one hymn, then after they will say this, then after they will say something, then they will sing another hymn, then they will say something. At a point, if you, you see that, you become tired. So in England and Europe and France, no, they don't go to church again. The, the white people, they, they look and say, what is, what is this? We say, sit down, you stand up, you sing this one. You, you, you go there every week, you'll be doing this. What is it? You see, because salvation is not just salvation on its own. A salvation end. Look at the word end. Who has saved us and called us. 
So your salvation goes right along with your calling. That's why a wild person can be saved and shortly after you see that he's either in Bible school or he's preaching or that's what happened to Paul. He was saved within a short while. He was now defending the gospel. People were, people were surprised. Wow! The one who used to persecute us just now, no, it seems to be doing something because salvation goes with your calling. And when you don't follow your calling, do you see, the salvation starts to become religion. Religion. And you are just religious, but you are not experiencing your calling. And so your salvation drops and it becomes like something like a ritual that you are doing. And that you are going through. Yeah, just sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, say this, say this one ten times, say this one five times, sing this one repeatedly, sing this one, stand, sit, stand, say these words, sit down, stand up, go come three times a week, once, twice, then you go, you come, you sit down, you go. <sighs> you see that you now you stop. That is why a lot of people backslide. You now you will stop the thing because after some time it will be boring. Even going to the cinema to watch films every day, after a while, you see that the film becomes boring. Because it's, it's, it's routine. So salvation is combined with callings. And anybody who is saved, who doesn't add his calling to the salvation, I just give you some time. And you see that after a while, You've changed. You've become offended. You have stopped going to church. And if you don't take care, you become like a dog who goes back to eat his vomit. What you vomited out, you eat it. Have you seen a dog doing it before? How many have seen a dog eating his vomit before? Ah, you have seen it. I, we had a dog in our house. He could vomit. Big one. Like this on the floor. It was color yellow. Color yellow. And he will eat all like as if he's eating, I mean, something beautiful. Tell your neighbor, God has saved you and called you. Amen. Look at Matthew 11. Matthew 11. Verse 28. Look at what Jesus said. Come to me. Come to me. All ye that are that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Okay. Now, verse 29. Take my yoke. You see, with, with coming to Jesus, then immediately take my yoke. My work my problems on you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest so if you combine the two Matthew 11 28 and 29 is saying come to me with your burdens and then immediately take my burden what is the burden of Jesus Christ the souls of this world and the work to save this world is the burden of Jesus and I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. 
So it's not just coming with your burdens, all your problems to Jesus. No, you come with your burdens and lay them all at the feet of Jesus and immediately take his burden, his work, up as now your work. And that's when you see, now he says, and you shall find rest to your soul. That's when you find the real peace. As you see me standing preaching or anybody who is preaching, it doesn't mean he doesn't have any personal problems or any issues. But when you even do the work of God, it's as though you have no problems. You know, when, when somebody comes to look for you to preach to you, it feels as though that person, everything in his life is perfect. I mean, he has money. He has no problem. He's, I mean, he's like an angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that is how you become when you take up the burden of Jesus. Come to me, all ye that labor. This labor and heavy lady is not talking about a suitcase that you are carrying or a big bag on your head. No, it's the burden of your sins. The burden of the things you've done. It disturbs. The burden of all your, I mean, your life and how your life is. It's a burden. Your life is a burden. I mean, you alone can have counseling every day. How many realize that if we are to do counseling for only you, we can do the counseling every day for about two hours a day, only you. <laughs> true or not true? Yes. One person you are in the church, every day we can be talking to you. That is the burden of you yourself. So Jesus said, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden with issues. Come to me, Jesus. Yes. Now when you come to me, I promise you I'll give you rest. But immediately, take my issues, which is the issue of the church. The issue, the yoke of serving God. The yoke of winning souls. Because the one who was witnessing, what, our brother from Polygon, what is his name? Daniel. Daniel and one from Obosumasi, what? Raphael. The one who went to Obosumasi to talk. Do you think he doesn't have problems? Yeah. Eh? The guy who went to Obosumasi to go and talk to that guy, do you think he doesn't have personal problems? Maybe he has not even passed his exams in his school. <laughs> maybe he has not even passed his exams maybe he doesn't have even a beloved maybe he has even committed fornication last week and has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus this week hey But when you take the yoke of Jesus, you become like an angel without problems. Yes. Yes. You become like an angel without problems. And you become wild. You become great. Because you are taking the, the call of God as what it is which is, it is combined with salvation. 
2 Timothy chapter 1. Let's go back to that verse. Verse 9. Who has saved us and called us. You were called. As soon as you are saved, you were called. Yeah. As soon as you are saved, you are called. Yeah. As soon as you are saved, you are called. And you are not called according to your works, like what you've done or how you are. You are called according to his plan. His, God has a mind in saving you. Yes. And if you live your life trying to find out his mind about saving you, you will discover the reason why you are alive on this earth. If you have a mind according to his own purpose, God has a purpose. Look at the people who came to testify. Notice that I, Doug, he was, my name is Doug. He was, I never spoke to any of them because I wouldn't meet them in my life. Somebody else who God has anointed has to fulfill his calling and go and save such a person. So everybody must recognize this banco and tilapia, fufu and light soup, amada and inkatia. Is it not also plantain and beans, fish and chips, rice and stew, yam and pork, bread and egg, salvation and calling. 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 They go together. Hallelujah. And if you respect it, you will live your life differently. Yes. And your life will now find great purpose. Forever. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. And verse 9. No, let's, let's, let's read from verse 1. We are going to understand salvation. Are you with me? Um, let's change the, the version to maybe... American, if you can. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses. Do you know what it means to be dead? Who is a dead person? A dead person, you don't talk to the person. And the person doesn't talk to you. How many have heard of T.B. Joshua? Who apparently is dead. You see, now the implication of his death is that he's not talking again. He's no more having any programs. He's not speaking. He's not preaching. So when a person is dead, it means he doesn't talk to you. So when you sin, nobody, God doesn't talk to you. So God has stopped talking to you because of your sins. Yes, God doesn't say anything to you. 
The Bible says in John, I think, 931 says, and we know that God heareth not sinners. God doesn't listen to you. He doesn't chat with you. He doesn't talk to you. He doesn't speak to you because of your sin. John 931. Is it not so? And Jesus answered, neither this man sin. No, it's another verse. We know that God heareth not sinners. Yeah, that's it. John 931. Yeah, that's what I said. We know that God heareth not. Doesn't mind sinners. If you sin, doesn't mind you again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God doesn't listen to sinners at all. He can pray and he doesn't mind you. This is, and now we know that God heareth not sinners. Hey. Serious. So in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, he says, you were dead. You couldn't talk to God. God also didn't mind you. Verse 2. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the sense of disobedience. It is spirits that make people do these things. Oh, yes. You know, in the time of Noah, when Noah came out of the flood, he told his sons at a point that he can see that they are going to follow the ways of evil that happened in his time before the flood. Yes. Yes, and he, he told them, and he said he saw the spirits that were led the people during the, before the flood were still around, and they wanted to take his sons and, and try make them do bad things. Terrible. And, and that is what the Bible is even saying here, that the power prince of the air, he makes people do the things they do in the, as children of disobedience. Whether it is this, women, or juju, or drugs, or everything to destroy man. It's a power. It doesn't just happen. Satan is behind every evil. Verse 3. Among them, Paul is saying that we, he too, Paul, we lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh like anything we desire, we do. If we see a girl, we go. If we see a boy, we go. If we see a man, we go. Any feeling, drugs, tramadol, cocaine, weed, anything that we feel, we used to live in the lust of our flesh. That is how an unbeliever is. And by nature, we were children of wrath, which means that children that are destined to be punished with the anger of God. The wrath of God. Yes. Verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, not rich in gold, rich in mercy, like his mercies are plenty. Eh? Because of his great love wherewith he loved us. Eh? Verse 5. When we were dead, like when he wasn't talking to us again, in the days that he wasn't having anything to do with us, eh? he made us alive together with Christ. So through Christ, then he says, for by grace, you have been saved. Have you been saved by grace? You know, when you are saved, you know that, Charlie, Adiano is by grace. 
It's by grace. Yeah. Have you heard of a, a lady called Pastor Bimbo? Bimbo. She was a, a famous a pastor, lady pastor. And um, she used to preach even she came to Ghana and she used to be on television. Bimbo. Now, she died in a plane crash. There was a plane flying in Nigeria from somewhere to somewhere. And she was with her assistant. Now, everybody in the plane died. And her assistant, either her assistant and one person, or she, only the assistant didn't die. And the assistant's wedding was about one month after the plane crash. I mean, that was the plan. Yeah. Everybody died except her. The assistant, Pastor Bimbo also died. I know I knew Pastor Bimbo's husband. Yes. I, I even went to his house. Now, if you are in a plane that seat one, seat two, seat 23, seat number 29, all are dead. The person next to you is dead. This one dead, this one dead. And you alone, you didn't die. It's called what? Grace. Not that, oh, me, I knew the right seat. I knew the, I knew the right place to sit and I'm, I'm the type that usually escapes and I'm I was very clever, and when the plane was crashing, I held myself like this. Uh, Charlie, please stop, stop, stop saying those. I don't like, I don't like it when people talk in that way. Don't talk in that way. When you talk that way, I don't appreciate it. You are the what type? You are the salvation type. By grace, you have been saved. Yes, by grace. Verse 6. And he has raised us up. Has God raised you up? Yes. With him. To sit in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Yes. You see there are some things you have. But you don't know what you have. Some time ago I met a lady. She told me. My son. Is. Rich. But her son was a young boy. He has many things that he owns. But I don't want him to know all the things that he owns. Because her father gave it to him before he died. Yes. So she was asking me for some advice. Yeah. She said, my son is rich. And, and I realized, and I know the son too. I realized the son doesn't know the things that he has. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because sometimes you have a lot of things. You don't even know what you have. You get it? But you don't even, when they say you are seated in heavenly places, what is heavenly places? I don't see any heavenly places in my life. But just accept that you have heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. You are seated in heavenly places. Verse 7. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace. Like, People will see that God is very kind as the years go by. God, people will see. When people say, hey, you are also part of eh? Wow. Hey, you are also included. Yeah. Wow. God is wild. Verse 8. For by grace. This is what Martin Luther read. He was very surprised. By grace, you have been saved through faith. Yes. And not of yourself. 
that lady in Pastor Bimbo's. Do you, do you know that story? Yeah. You know the assistant who didn't die? Yeah. Her wedding was one month later. And she had it. She, uh, it came out of the plane like without any injury. Grace. Grace. It is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Gift of God, pure. Verse 9. Not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. Is there anybody who can boast? Me having done this before, I'm this, 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 I'm that, 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 I'm do, 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 I'm did, did, I'm that, that, that. You can shut up over there, you know, you cannot say nothing. Now, notice verse, the next verse. For we are his workmanship. As soon as we, you start talking about salvation, soon you will come to calling. Wow. Yes. For we are his workmanship that all that God has done created in Christ Jesus unto a calling for good works which God has prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Before you got even saved, there was a plan. I will save you to use you for this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So today I need you to see that you are you are his workmanship or you are and the workmanship is how he's been able to save you by wash you by rescue you by do something by change your mind and save you from your family, your sisters, your friends, your brothers, your connections, your people who are dead, fellow people who are similar to you who are dead today. It's able to save all. Why? Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God has prepared before, long before you came to the world. That you will do those works. Yes. So you are saved and called. And today, as the first day of our Anakazo encounter, I want you to go home with this mind and this heart that I am saved and I'm called. I am saved to a calling directly. When you, when you, when you arrive at your salvation, you must say, eh, what next? Yeah, what next? Where's my calling? Charlie, where's my calling? Yeah, and as you live your life seeking for where your calling is, yes, you will be amazed when you find your place. Now, Sit down for one minute. I just want to say one last thing before we close. Yes. Are you listening? Find your calling. Now, finding your calling is not as simple as that. No, one time I was in Mozambique. Do you know Mozambique? And then I went to stay in a hotel which had a lake, a type of lake. And it was a very small lake because it was inside the house. I mean, not in on the roof, like it was in the compound. But it was a type of lake. Now, this lake was unusual because when you stand there, you see all the fish. Plenty, they are all there. Yes. So you can even put your hand inside and then pick them out. Like, you don't even need anything. You just 
They are right there. So I went with some people. I said, let's see if we can bring some out. Now, when we put our hand in and we, 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 we got some, put one, one of the guys on the thing there, you know what happened? He started to... He was dying. He couldn't move. He didn't move from where he was. Not even one inch. Yes, he started to die. So at the point, we were watching him die. We were watching him die. We watching him die. Then we said, let's save him oh. and put him back. So we, we, we put him back. Now, as soon as he entered the water, whoosh, pop speed. It was moving. Somebody who couldn't walk before. He couldn't even move three, one centimeter. When we put him in the water, he was now moving one mile. We didn't see him again. Now, that is how it is when you find your calling. You see, when you are not in your calling, you look like a dead fish out of water. Yes. But the day that you see your calling, uh, the day that you find your place, the day that you find your place where you fit, where you belong, you will see that the speed, the distance, the accomplishment, the abilities, it's like you, it's so wild. To find your calling. It takes time to find your calling. So it takes humility to find your calling. That is why in our church we have transfers. We keep moving. Okay, you go here. Okay, you move here. You move here. You move here. You move here. Because sometimes you see somebody's working, but you put the person in another place. And you will see the person's calling is like, it's like as though he was created for that thing. Something that when somebody does it, he's gasping for his life. But if you start to stand in your calling as a student in secondary school, as a university student, as a Bible student, as a whatever from the mountains, wherever you are, if you start to operate in your calling, eh, nobody can stand you. Yes, nobody can, nobody can, nobody can, nobody can be near you. I'm telling you, nobody, nobody's like you. There's nobody like you. There's nobody like you in your calling. Yeah. But it takes time. You have to find it. And it takes time to find your calling. So there are two mysteries that make people not find their calling. One is the humility to keep trying to find your calling. And then the second is, I'll show it to you. Do you want me to show you the second? Hebrews chapter 5. Look at verse 14. Yes. Now, strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. You see, to discern both good and evil. The word exercise is the reason why people don't find their calling. Because you can see exercise, actually the word there means to exercise naked. Yes. And it also means to practice. Yes, practice. So the spiritual things are also affected by practice and experience. Yes. So sometimes it's because you are at the beginning, it doesn't look like you're calling. 
You see, but if you stay for some time on it, you practice, and you that is the exercise or practice, you start to become different. So anything you've been doing for some time, you start to see whether you can do it. On the other hand, sometimes you are in the wrong calling, and when you practice, it will still not work. So these are the two things that affect finding your calling. It is both humility to keep searching different areas, and then number two, practice. That makes you see that, yes, I'm an evangelist. Yes, yes, I'm a pastor. Yes, I'm a teacher. Yes, I'm a helper. Yes, I'm a minister of government. Yes, I'm a singer. It needs practice. You know, when you sing, it's experience. A lot of singing is experience. Oh, yes. I remember when I first brought Ida from uh, school. She was in uh, tech, and I made her sing. I made her sing the first day. After I asked Bishop Saki, how was the singing? He laughed in a way and said, it's not easy to be here, you know, because maybe in school she was a star, but that was the first day. Yes. She was a local champion in in, in the university, but to stand in the whole cathedral and sing, it's not that easy because it wasn't so perfect on the first day. Yeah, but it takes experience. It takes experience. And the other singers, you see that it takes experience. They become more experienced. It, you settle in your calling. Yeah. So it takes practice as well as humility to search. Yes. That's why I say, go here. Try here. Come here. Go here. It is to help you to find the place that you will be more than a fish in water. So remember salvation goes with a calling. As soon as you are saved, you are called. Yes. And you see that Paul, when he was saved, immediately he began to preach the word. In Acts chapter 9, he started to preach. People were amazed. He said, hey, the one who persecuted us, the one who was smoking weed, the one who was killing pastors, the one who was doing all these things, today he's preaching just last week he was killing Stephen. This week, he's preaching to people. What an amazing thing. He has saved us and called us. May you walk in your calling. I said, may you walk in your calling. Now, we are now here in these mountains. Uh, we are called to save these mountains. Uh, there is no one in this mountain who can escape the salvation of Jesus Christ. As long as we are in town. What do you think? These mountains are now for Jesus. I said these mountains are now for Jesus. Because God has put us here. Where should we be called to? We are called to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. We are here to preach. And to save people. You see people all these towns. You see Presby Church, this church, Methodist, Pentecost. And people will be telling you like, like as if Daniel was saying, he knew that he was no more going to Kolegono Cathedral. But when somebody asked him to come, he said, well, I go to Kolegono. Emale. Emale, he's lying. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. A lot of people on this mountain, they say, I go to Presby. I am this, I am this. Emale, they are lying. They stop long time. Come on. The mountain is for Jesus. The mountain is for Jesus. Yes, 
and we are going to fill this whole place. There will be, there will be no space here. We will be outside. Yes. That's our calling. At least we are going to practice our ministry on this mountain. What do you think? So that you are, you are an experienced man. You are an experienced man. Yeah. You have experience. I practice and practice and practice and practice. It's time for practice. To see your callings very well. It means to practice naked. To exercise naked. Yes. <laughs> Every standing. Every head bowed. If you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you. Listen, everybody close your eyes. Maybe somebody invited you, but in your heart, you know that if you die tomorrow, you go to hell. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to God, to Jesus Christ. Please write my name and help me to know God and to know Jesus Christ like never before. If you are here like that, wherever you are, lift your right hand and I'm going to pray with you right now. Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus to save me. Today I'm changing. Today I'm giving my life to God. Today I'm coming to God. Lift up your hand if you are here like that. God bless you. This is your day of salvation. Wherever you are coming from, don't think about the person standing next to you. Think about your own self and your own salvation. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you lifted your hand and you want to give your life to Jesus, with your hand up, come to me from where you are standing. Come. Come to me from where you are standing. Come. 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 Keep coming. Keep coming. Coming. Keep coming. Come all the way from the back. Come from the side. Come on, I want to pray with you. Come on. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. 
I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Forgive me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Today, I turn away from all my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me today. I am a sinner, but today I turn around through the blood of Jesus. I am born again today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.